Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Random History Podcast. In this episode, I shall be talking about one of the less discussed and less mentioned empires of history. The North Sea Empire, also known as the Anglo-Scandinavian Empire. And these are terms used by historians to refer to the temporary personal union of the kingdoms of Denmark, Norway, and England under one king for most of the period between 1013 and 1042, which was towards the near the near the end of the Viking Age. I'm going to talk first about how it became together, then a little bit about how it was ruled and how it was run, then a little bit about how, how it fell. Then I noticed that the first king to truly unite all three kingdoms was a man known as Fain Forkbeard, who had been the king of Denmark since the year 986, and who later became king of Norway in the year 1000, and fi- before finally conquering England in the year 1013, and he would then die the following year, which led to his realm being divided. His son, Knut the Great, would eventually take over, first requiring England in 1016. So I'm talking a little bit about how it formed in England first. So as I previously mentioned, Knut was the son of Svein Forkbeard. He was actually the younger son. And when Svein Forkbeard died on February of 1014 during his invasion of England, Knut, who was at this point commanding a fleet on the River Trent, while Svein was in the south of England, was acclaimed by the Danes. However, at this point, the invasion fell apart as the men of the of the Kingdom of Valens, who had promised to supply them some useful horses, were unable to do so before the English nobles were able to install a different king to the throne. And at this point, Knut's brother Harald would become the king of Denmark, but with help from Eric Hawkinson of Norway, Knut would get a new invasion fleet and return to England in 1015. And at this point, the English were divided by some issues between the kings, his sons, and some nobles. And within four months, one of the king's sons had pledged allegiance to Knut, and Knut controlled Wessex, which was the historic heart of the English kingdom. And before the, a decisive battle for London could be fought between Canut and his forces and the English king, the current English king died in 1016. And at this point, the people of London choosing one of his sons, Edmund, as a king, while most of the nobles ended up choosing to swear fealty to Canut. And at this point, Canut would blockade London before being forced to replenish his supplies and leave, and then later being beaten by Edmund, however... The Danes would, however, the Danes would raid into the province of Essex, and Edmund would follow them, and then be in turn defeated. And soon enough, he and Canut would agree, strike an agreement in which Edmund would retain the province of Wessex, and Canut would rule all of England north of the Thames. Or the Thames, but on the thirtieth of November of ten sixteen, Edmund would in turn die, which would leave Canut as the king of England. And soon enough, Edmund would, oh, sorry, Canut would cement his power by marrying the widow of the Edmund's father, the previous king. And in 1018, he would pay off his fleet of troops and would become officially and fully recognized as the English king. And soon enough, Knut's brother, King Harold, would die childless. In 1018 or 1019, it is not completely known, which left the country without a king. And as Knut was the heir of his brothers, his brother's heir, he went to Denmark in 1019 in order to claim his new kingdom. And while there, he would send his subjects... In England, a letter basically saying, I'm abroad to avert this unspecified danger of sorts. And he only would return to quell a couple of rebellions. It's actually a thing to know is that one Danish chronicle, this is a kind of cool little detail, state that Her- that the Danes had actually previously disposed Knut to put Dane on the throne, or put Harold on the throne, before eventually making... Sorry, that they previously deposed Harold to put Canut on the throne before bringing back Harold because Canut was frequently absent until Canut became final, finally king 
after his brother's death, it's time for permanent. Which I think is just a little bit of a cool information right there. And I think it's kind of a cool little historic, an alternative take on, or an alternative narrative, which may or may not be true. Then so it that soon enough, the Norwegian king, Olaf, and the Swedish king, Anun Jacob, would end up seeing this new combined Anglo-Danish kingdom as a pretty big threat. And remember the fact that Svein, the father of Knut, had a third power over both their countries, would take advantage of Knut's absence in England to attack Denmark in either 1025 or 1026, before being joined in together and being aided by Knut's Danish regent, Ulf Jarl, and Ulf Jarl's brother. And Knut would end up taking Olaf's fleet by surprise, and then would take the Swedish fleet and attack them at the Battle of Hogia. And the precise outcome of the battle is not yet fully agreed upon, but thank you that Knut came out on top. And in 1027, Knut would end up traveling to Rome. And at this point, he would end up relaxing some tolls and forming a couple of relationships with Conrad as the Holy Roman Empire, which would eventually leading, lead to the Emperor's son, Henry, marrying Knut's daughter, Gunhild. And it would also lead to the Emperor, the Holy Roman Emperor, seizing some territory that was previously Danish and some other territory to the Danes. They noticed that Olaf II had ended up extending his power throughout Norway while Jarl Eric was with Knut in England, and Knut's enmity and anger against Olaf had against this King Olaf II had lasted much longer than the attempts of Olaf to overthrow him, or to overthrow him at least in Denmark, extending all the way back to the fact that Olaf had aided the English king who had fought against Knut to return to England, causing issues with for Knut. And in 1024, Knut had actually offered to let Olaf go govern Norway as his vassal of sorts, but after the Battle of Helga ended up undermining the rule of Olaf with a series of bribes and then setting out in 1028 with a lot of Norwegian with 50 ships to subjugate Norway before being joined by a significant number of Danish ships. And as Olaf withdrew into the Oslo Fjord, Knuff would sail along the coast, landing at a bunch of points and getting a bunch of oaths of allegiances. And finally, he would reach a place known as Nadaros, which is now known as Trondheim, which at the time was one of the major centers of Norway, and he would end up being acclaimed king at the Eirathing. At and soon enough, Olaf would flee to Sweden. And in 1030, Olaf would try to return before dying. And soon enough, after the Battle of Helgia, Knut would also claim to rule parts of Sweden. And there's some dispute over what he did to rule. Talk a little bit about some tributary areas. Knut would also get some tribute from the winds and would ally himself with some poles. And in 1022, he would actually take a little fleet with God, alongside Ulf Jarl and Godwin to confirm his overlordship of the coastal areas that the Danish kings had previously dominated from Jomsborg. And Knut would also go into Scotland and make the high, one of the, the High King of Scotland and two other kings his vassals, and they would end up paying tribute and also possibly the tro the Welsh paid tribute in a f similar method of the Dang to the Dangeld. I'm going to talk a little bit about how the place was governed. So I'm going to notice that Knut ended up divi dividing England into four earldoms, one which he governed directly and two of and two or three of which he is and the other three of which his allies would govern.
and soon enough he would also agree to govern under the laws of one of the previous English kings, King Edgar. Then was that Canet ended up traveling frequently abroad, which some people pointed out as a sign that his rule may have been quite strong as he was confident enough to travel around without worrying about his people rebelling, and that while he did travel, he would leave a man known as Thorkel as his regent constant quite often until he would be until Thorkent was Thorkent was outlawed after a little falling out, though they would eventually reconcile. And Thorkel would become the regent of Denmark, though some people suggest that Thorkel ended up may have winning them or winning their reconciliation with an armed force. While another one of Canet's earls ended up protecting Northumbria by consolidating some English power in Scotland. And the Danes think knows that the Danes were often more angry about Colnet's abbots as Connaught did reign primarily from England and only left regents in Denmark. And there would be some conspiracies and some issues at Connaught. And he would continue to use a series of different va vassals. And he would also try to add some new... And some of his assets would try to add new types of controls and new types of systems. And he would continue to struggle to find loyal and competent regents. And his sons could not hold it together. And now I'm going to talk a little bit about the death of the Empire. And I'll talk about how it's been governed mostly by vassals. And of course, this North Sea Empire collapsed immediately after Kunat died. I think it was actually by the time that he died. Norway was already collapsing due to the fact that... His two sons, two of his sons, Swain and El Gifu, were so unpopular that they had already been forced to leave. And in 1034, one of King Olaf's sons had been brought back to rule. And soon enough, a few weeks before Knut would die, Swain and his mother would end up fleeing. While in Denmark, they were still ruling, but they were unable to leave for three years due to the fact that he was unable to leave his kingdom for three years because he was worried that... Magnus of Norway, the son of Olaf, would invade to get revenge. And in the meantime, the English nobles who at this point were divided between Hathor Knut and Knut's younger son ended up deciding to compromise by having Harold rule as regent. And by the end of 1037, Elgifu, persuading the most important of the nobles to swear allegiance to Harold, which made Harold the first formerly ensconced as the leader in charge of England. Then it was that Hearthknut ended up preparing this invasion fleet to take over England from his half-brother, but he would later die before it could happen. And at this point, oh no, his half-brother would end up dying, not Hearthknut, sorry. I don't know why I mixed those two up in my head, but I did. At this point, Hearthknut ended up becoming the English king and uniting it with Denmark, but he made a pretty bad impression as the king. And at his death, some people believe that this seems to have brought out Brought about the end of the North Sea Empire, however, Magnus of Norway ended up taking control of Denmark and was actually planning to invade England in order to reunite it. And then he also ended up ejecting Svein of Sweden out of Denmark. However, soon enough, Magnus would die before he could reunite it. So, as you can see, the Empire, or the Great North Sea Empire, the North Sea Empire considered to be the Great North Sea Empire was essentially a short-lived personal union between England, Denmark, and Norway, which was first built up by Svein Forkbeard before his death caused its dissolution. And it was quickly, though... It was not quickly, but it was clawed back together by Canut the Great. However, 
the empire struggled to the issue with it being a thassalocracy, a fancy term for this, sorry, a thalassocracy, which is a term used to refer to empires that are primarily seaborne and maritime, with its connections being entirely based on the sea and dependent upon the sea to communicate. This made rolling over it quite difficult and required the use of constant vassals, which in turn greatly weakened the power of its leaders and led to issues once they died due to the fact that it's kind of hard to find loyal vassals. And once Kanat died, his empire would dissolve and would not be truly reunited. Thanks for listening, y'all. This was the Random History Podcast.